Desiree Reed Francois secures a $62 million bag for Missouri and why I think this takes the excuses out of the bag for Missouri coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso, and a guy proving that the Missouri journalism degree still valuable, at least as a side hustle at the very least. But you know what? We got to talk about the largest single gift in school history today. And we got an update on Caleb Grill's injury and much more. But before we get started, I do want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And of course, we got to talk about the $62 million bucks to start the show that came in to the athletic department officially yesterday. As I said, the largest gift in school history, surpassing the $30 million gift all the way back in 2012 by the Kansas City Sports Trust. This was right when Missouri was making the move to the Southeastern Conference. Well, obviously, not that type of move is being made by Missouri at the moment, but I think there is a huge move being made by Desiree Reed Francois and her athletic department. Really, just about three years here into her regime, you've got to say a lot of things have impressively changed around here. A lot of it is noticeable if you're a decades-long season ticket holder to football and men's basketball like myself. Certainly her administration listens, and I think those little things not only improve the fan experience but for people like me, but for people who are major, big-time money players around this university and around this town and this state, well, I think it shows a commitment to detail that proves, I think, everything. If you're a big money type person, it shows you want to show that your money's going somewhere where people know what they're doing. So every detail to me absolutely matters. And while I think previously, I think before this season anyway, we felt like Dennis Gates was Desiree Reed Francois' big coup so far. And maybe maybe he still might be. I'm not giving up on the Gates administration whatsoever. But this gift, this $62 bucks, and on top of that, her legal maneuvering, and I'll get into that here in just a little bit, around name, image, and likeness, really shows her strength as an athletic director and proves that Missouri is rather lucky to have her. And how about some context on all this money? Again, this is more than twice the biggest single donation to the athletic department in history. Well, how about a little bit more context? This is from Pete Nakos over at On3. He says the $12 million, which by the way, $50 million of this $62 million has been earmarked for renovations for Faroe Field. So we've been talking a lot about the North End Zone Complex 
on and off here on Locked On Mizzou, all the different ideas for that. Well, obviously, $50 million bucks that goes a long way to get that particular project started and going. But the other $12 million, the other $12 million left from the $62 million has been earmarked for Missouri's NIL Collective, for all intents and purposes. It's called the Missouri Tiger Fund. And again, according to Pete Nakos over at On3, that $12 million, well, the top-level NIL collectives in college football, we're talking Alabama, Georgia, whoever it might be, Oregon, whoever those top-dollar people are might be, they spend roughly 8 to $12 million on payroll, that's his words, not mine, on payroll for their football roster. So again, that's the high end, $12 bucks. Now, does that mean Missouri's going to spend all that on football? I'm not sure. Perhaps some will go to basketball. Again, not really sure exactly how all of that works out, but the best information we have, $50 million for Faroe Field and Memorial Stadium, $12 million for the Tiger Fund NIL Collective. Now, there has been a lot of confusion around how exactly it is that Missouri is able to essentially bring their NIL collective in-house. Well, again, this is, I would say, the genius of Desiree Reed, Francois, for you. Now, if you go click on a link here to the Tiger Fund, you can get all types of information here from mutigers.com, and you'll notice that it's directly connected for for all intents and purposes to TSF, which is the Tiger Scholarship Fund, where Season ticket holders like myself and possibly yourself as well, we send our donations to get season tickets, basically. So here's a description from, again, the Tiger Fund official website here. It says, here's what the donations go to. Donations will support teams in the following areas. Travel, equipment, educational opportunities and programming, marketing programs, Mental wellness support and mental performance coaching. Now, I emphasize the marketing programs here because this is a key element. This is essentially athlete marketing. I'll actually read from from Gabe DeArmond's post here. He said, "Quote: Marketing programs are important are very important here. Missouri cannot call this an NIL initiative per se, but that's what it is." They've rewritten the rules and the laws to allow them to bring NIL in-house. Then they partner with the company formerly known as Every True Tiger Foundation to line up opportunities and payments for student-athletes. It's more proof that this administration is willing to live in the gray area, and it doesn't hurt to have a law school graduate as an athletic director. So my interpretation of all of this is don't let Desiree Reed Francois and her cheer, her cheerful demeanor and her stylish looks and all that good stuff, don't let that fool you because this woman is absolutely out for blood. From everything I've seen behind the scenes, she's somebody who is not taking no for an answer. She's not the type of person that is that she she refuses to lose is what I'm trying to say and when she first came in hey she shook some things up in the Missouri Athletic Department in some spots that hadn't been shaken up for a really long time 
You know, I think Robin Pinchton, for just for example, I think she's publicly said, hey, I'm well aware of what the expectations are for me this season. You look at what Missouri's done with their baseball program in just a short period of time here, actually renovating the former indoor football facility, making that into a softball and baseball facility, the hiring of, of the new baseball coach, we're just not sitting around here and waiting for stuff to happen. That's for sure. And I think Missouri's probably ruffling quite a few feathers around traditional blue blood college football and athletics by, again, as Gabe said, living in the gray area. I would say just pushing the boundaries. And again, using your legal knowledge, using everything you have at your advantage and at your disposal to win. That's exactly what we hired Desiree Reed Francois to do. And obviously, I applaud her for it. The bottom line is, this is the type of donation that can eventually bring the Missouri Tigers a championship in men's football, in men's basketball. Hey, there isn't women's football, is there? That was a pointless distinction. But you know what I'm trying to say here. The point is, when you're when you're giving out this type of money, again, $12 million dollars, on the upper echelon there, according to the, the On3 reporter, that means you're in rare air here. You're competing in a very rare echelon here. If you're not in the very upper echelon, at the very least, if you're Missouri, you're now beating on the glass bottom of that, of that cruise ship, if you will, that yacht. There's no doubt about it. So to me, what this does, like in golf, hey, if you're starting to play golf, go get some go get some clubs that actually fit you, fit your body and fit your swing because then all the excuses are out of the bag. Well, I think now with Missouri and their their NIL collective that they've gotten forth, the amount of fundraising prowess that Desiree Reed Francois and her her athletic department have shown, well, I think all the excuses are now out of the bag for Missouri. Does that mean ultimately we'll get a championship? Only time will tell. Again, I just think we're out of excuses. And speaking of NIL, I did make fun of Tennessee a little bit on social media this past week or so when I said, my goodness, Tennessee, you guys even got caught cheating in the name, image, and likeness era. That's actually impressive. Well, some Tennessee fans were none too happy with this podcaster saying basically, well, don't be so happy. You guys will probably be next. Ooh, ouch. Do you guys have a point? Well, maybe not on that particular point, but I do think Tennessee does have a larger point that does ring true about NIL. I have to admit that. So let's talk about that coming up here in just a minute. But first, let's talk about FanDuel because happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, this Super Bowl Sunday is all about throwing on the old Patrick Mahomes jersey and just trying to keep the nachos off of it. That's my main goal. But you know what? Honestly, I still think the best bet out there, you actually got a little bit better odds even, plus 140 Patrick Mahomes to be the Super Bowl MVP. I like that quite a bit better than just Kansas City winning the game outright at plus 110. But no matter what you're into, and obviously there's a million different options to bet on for Super Bowl 58, including the first touchdown score, how many points will be scored in the ball game, so many props, so much 
more. Well, new customers, you can join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's Locked On Sports Today. <clears throat> Excuse me, just a second there. Had a bit of a frog in my throat. But you know what? I, on X just a few days ago, I couldn't help myself. I got to poke the Tennessee fans, my fellow SEC fans, and, well, especially Kansas fans. Let's be perfectly blunt about that. But Tennessee fans I like to get riled up on occasionally. And when I saw that Tennessee, after being charged just this past summer with 18 Level one violations by the NCAA being fined a record $8 million. Well, I couldn't help but be a little bit amused that the NCAA is investigating Tennessee once again, this time for violations related to name, image, and likeness. And my whole glib observation there was basically, hey, wait a second, I thought we had legalized cheating now. Tennessee's still managing to find ways to step over line and break the rules, apparently. Well, all that's alleged, of course. We'll see how it all goes down again. On social media, I tend to just be a little bit of a smart aleck on occasion. Listen, enjoy enjoy my tweets. Actually judge the podcast. I will I will take that trade all day. But I will say this, I think Tennessee, at least the university, has a point, has a really good point on a larger the larger scope of it, of name, image, and likeness. This is actually the Tennessee Chancellor here. This is the last paragraph, in fact, of Mark Schlebaugh's report here at ESPN.com. I'm gonna read this whole thing to you because I think it's a really good point. Again, this is the Tennessee Chancellor here. It is intellectually dishonest for the NCAA staff to issue guidelines that say a third-party collective slash business may meet with prospective student-athletes, discuss NIL, even enter into a contract with prospective student-athletes, but at the same time say that those collectives may not engage in conversations that would be of a recruiting nature. Any discussion about NIL might factor into a prospective student-athlete's decision to attend an institution. This creates an inherently unworkable situation, and everyone knows it. Well, I guess I'm part of everyone in this particular case, though generally I like to avoid that type of sweeping collective language, but I think it is pretty obvious to just about everyone involved in college football that whether you agree with with paying the players or not, I think those of us like myself who don't have any problem with the athletes getting a piece of the pie, yes, this whole name, image, and likeness infrastructure is ridiculous. It is, I would say, as the chancellor says here, inherently unworkable. Because, again, how can you talk to this collective? Talk about, hey, we're entering into some type of converse of t- some type of, c- of bargaining here, contract bargaining. 
all this good stuff, you actually get to discuss the terms and all this stuff and then act like, oh, this isn't part of recruiting. What in the world are we talking about here? And then the potential for violations here and just under the table shenanigans and dealings just could not be more obvious. So as others have stated, and as I have been stating really since the very beginning of this whole name, image, and likeness era we're living in, none of this is going to get better until the players are essentially paid directly by the athletic departments, by the universities themselves, because those are the entities that are receiving all of the money from Disney, from Fox, for the Big Ten Network and the SEC Network, and all of these different entities that are just throwing money all around at college football in particular, and of course March Madness as well. So that is the obvious solution to this, if not solution, certainly a better trade-off for certain. Now again, if you're the type of person that is clinging to this idea of amateurity. I'm not going to go into my history lesson on amateurity once again, but I will just say it's a very, very outmoded, outdated type of construct. And really it has been for maybe going back to shortly after post-World War II type era. I mean, it's it's really that outdated type of a concept. But regardless, regardless of how you feel about it, it seems like it's dying anyway, and our current infrastructure of NIL is just preposterous. And ultimately, unfortunately, while it's leveling the playing field in a lot of ways for teams, for programs like Missouri, I think, there is a real danger here of the enforcement, just like the NCAA. I think a lot of Missouri fans have felt like the enforcement of these types of rules in the past have been unfair. Well, we're kind of setting ourselves up for that type of deal again. So to me, get rid of all the shenanigans, get rid of all the under the table dealings and all this stuff, all the tampering, and let's just get it out into the open. Let's just get it all out into the open. Let the universities pay the players directly because everything else is just opening yourself up to more chicanery and shenanigans. And coming up, Mike Kelly asked Dennis Gates last night on Tiger Talk about Caleb Grill, and he did have an update for us. I'll share that with you coming up here in just a little bit. But first, you know what? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that victory. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. 
Now, while obviously Caleb Grill did not get off to a great three-point shooting start for Missouri this season, it really felt like he had started to get comfortable with the Tigers, had started to find that stroke, and then unfortunately just got injured at the wrong time. And not only did Missouri, does Missouri need another shooter, certainly they could use his hustle, his rebounding, his perimeter defense as well. So it makes a lot of sense. A lot of Missouri fans wondering, hey, we thought February was about the time we expected Grill back. Well, what's the update? Well, on Tiger Talk yesterday, Mike Kelly asked Dennis Gates that very question, and it doesn't sound like Grill is particularly close to returning. Now, he hasn't been shut down for the season or anything like that. In fact, Gates said that Grill has been going through some drills with the team, but he has not been cleared medically yet. The major thing is that they need Grill to regain his full range of motion with that wrist, and right now the chance of re-injury is just simply too high to bring him back. So wouldn't expect him back in the next week, that's for sure. Maybe even the next couple weeks, but maybe by March, perhaps? Maybe by the end of the month? Who knows? It just sounds like there's a chance Grill will come back, but again, wouldn't expect it in the next a couple games or so. And speaking of Mizzou basketball, I feel a re- little bit remiss that I haven't acknowledged that Dickie Nutt, one of Missouri's assistant coaches, announced that he has been diagnosed with cancer. And Dickie Nutt, one of, by all accounts, one of the real likable guys in college basketball, definitely didn't want to hear that and wishing him all the best in the world. After the Vanderbilt game, Noah Carter said, quote, first of all, I just want to say thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for allowing me to play the game that I love because every day is a blessing. And honestly, I only think I can think of right now the only excuse me let's try that again and honestly the only thing I can think about right now is coach Dickie Nutt really really wanted to get this win for him today it definitely hurts but I'm just thankful for his guidance and for everything he does for us he brightens our day and that's really all I can think about so that's the thing to me that really is the hardest part of this podcast for me is being the critic, especially when things aren't going well. Like for the 2023 Mizzou football team, heck, that was easy. It's easy to talk about the good times. And even when you have to be, have some constructive criticism when the team is 11 and two and winning the cotton bowl and picking up fourth and 17s that you need and all that kind of good stuff. Well, it's pretty easy. My job's a heck of a lot easier. Let's put it that way. And honestly, even going further than that, knowing that these guys are actual just human beings with real feelings and all that good stuff, I know what it's like to, to have critics. I know what it's like to try to do something that's, that's really hard, that's a low percentage type of gamble. And that's why I'm probably a little bit slower, certainly to give up on Dennis Gates, but to even have heavy, heavy criticisms for him because... To me, just imagine the self-confidence and really borderline arrogance it takes to not only think that you can be a college basketball coach, to look down at Coach K and Norm Stewart and, and all these kinds of people and think, yep, not only do I think that can be me, well, I'm going to go pursue it. 
I'm going to go be a grad assistant. I'm going to go grind as an assistant coach in, in junior college or high school and all these different things. You got to have a lot of faith in yourself and in the process and all that good stuff. And there's absolutely no guarantees that any of it is going to work out. Certainly podcasting is similar to that. I started with nothing and have come to, well, wherever I am now. Hopefully I'll get even further than this. But even more to that point, my goodness, when I was 24 years old and I was trading futures down on the floor of the CME group, the Chicago Board of Trade building, I was by far the youngest person down there for the most part. I'll never forget, my hand was literally shaking as I wrote down the very first trade that I made. That was the most terrifying experience of my entire life. But you know what? I pushed through and I survived, despite the fact that I didn't have people on Twitter criticizing me. No, I had grown men in my face yelling at me and telling me what an idiot I was. Well, again, how many people would be able to push through what you've just heard? Well, I promise you Dennis Gates has pushed through a lot harder than what I've just described for you. I promise you his path to being the head coach at the University of Missouri is a heck of a lot harder than anything I've done in my entire life. And I've failed many, many times. I get the struggle. I really do. So to me, that's why I hesitate to be a critic. It's the part of the show I really struggle with. And when I put out that Simpsons meme of the veterinarian saying, this is the part of the job I hate, and then him callously chucking the hamster into the trash can off the backboard, well, I was being serious. This really is the part of the job I hate when a team that's obviously struggling, that wants to get better, can't quite do it, I, I hate being the critic. I really do. So if anything, it'd probably be better for me in my podcast numbers if I went full Stephen A. Smith and just said everything was terrible and we should burn it all down. Those would actually, honestly, probably get better numbers. But you know what? It would be dishonest, too. It's not really how I feel. It's not me. And I owe it to you, my everyday listeners, to be better than that. So thanks for the patience. Thanks for listening. As always, to Locked On Mizzou, thanks for making this show your first listen every day. And hey, it's that second listen once again, Locked On Sports today for some 24-7 sports streaming over there on YouTube. So again, until next time, I am John Miller, and thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou.